Welcome to Grown Up 80s for November 2020, a podcast where two friends talk about the things we loved growing up in the 80s and that we still enjoy today. This time, Robin, we are talking about comic books. Comic books. Do 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 do-do-do-do-do-do. I, I like how I never have anything to say except just repeat whatever you say. <laughs> well, you know, I guess that's just a lack of preparation on your part. <laughs> but I don't know how else to respond to that. Oh, well. I don't think that you need to. Comic books. Comic books. So just in case you haven't heard, we've got a Patreon account that you can go to, patreon.com. Just search for Growing Up 80s on there. Just to let you know, we've got three podcasts a month currently wow yeah this is the big one that goes out on the rrs or the rss feed with, yes and uh you know you can get everywhere we've also got one that's only on patreon but it's free it's bonus for everyone yeah so there's a, a shorter podcast and by shorter podcast it's like less than an hour yeah but i think this month like we were like i think it's just 30 minutes oh, or okay. so yeah, yeah. And what was that one even about? Fashion. No, that's the exclusive. Oh, don't tell them about that. Well, no, they can know. But yeah, so basically there are two podcasts on Patreon a month. Mm -hmm. One is free and the other is available for any size. Donation. Donation that you sign up for. The bonus one, the free bonus one we talk about, it's the mailbag chinwag. That's what's free. Yes. So yeah. we, we talk about the correspondence that we, we have gotten over the month, and we just go off on tangents yeah, based well, on what people write to us about. It, it's usually some fun 80s talking. Yeah. Yeah. But the fun 80s talking we're doing tonight is about comic books. Comic books. Because, you know, like many children in the 80s, we had a collection of comic books. Do you remember your first inkling of oh i'm collecting comics or at least i'm reading comics yeah like i remember both sets of my grandparents who did live here in thunder bay they both had their own you know stashes of comics oh, wow. that when i would go to their place they'd put them out sometimes at the one place my grandpa iwachowski mm-hmm. or ivachowski i later found out was the correct way of saying it okay. he had anglic- anglicized it okay coming over from the ukraine uh he had a bunch of comics going back to the 50s. Wow. Which included, I think it was primarily Dennis the Menace. Mm-hmm. So reading those Dennis the Menace comics from the 50s and 60s that my my aunts and uncles had read. Well, I guess, I don't know if my mom ever read them. I doubt it. But <laughs> So one in particular was Dennis the Menace going to, I think, to Los Angeles. Oh, wow. And Big city. Yeah. And so what was neat about it was that not only was I reading this old comic book and it was, it was fun but uh but that particular comic went out of its way to show a bunch of the real places in los angeles that's cool so it's kind of like learning about this big city with all these freeways and yeah you know as as dennis experienced it i was experiencing it too yeah neat. so it wasn't just yeah it, it was it was mind expanding yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then okay so that was at the one grandparents and then the other grandparents that were heavily into going to church and Mm -hmm. so on. They had a bunch of Christian comics. Yeah. And I didn't know about these at the time. So I guess I already kind of knew about Archie comics. Yeah. 
but they had these Christian Archie comics because... They look like Archie comics. Yeah, because apparently the guy who drew them was a real Archie artist as well. Okay. Somehow got permission or whatever to do these ones. It was like Bible lessons and all the characters were just slightly changed. You know, they, they were still fundamentally themselves, but... But a little bit more fundamental. (laughs) A little more fundamental. (laughs) And then there were a couple other ones that were more... Barnaby Bear? Yeah, Barnaby Bear. Yeah. And then then there were these realistic, quote, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of comics. One was this Johnny Cash one. Yeah. About kind of like his conversion story or or whatever. But it was drawn this like gritty style, at least for the time. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, those were the the comics that I'd read. I mean, I was glad to have any... You know, if I was bored at my grandparents, I got dropped off there. Yeah. yeah. So th- those are my first very earliest comic memories. Yeah. I remember um, being out at Bible camp and we could buy the Christian comics at the at the tuck shop too. Like right. <laughs> you could buy your candy and stuff like that, your chips and your pop and your ice cream. And you could go into the little bookstore around the back and then they had, um, yeah, like they had Barnaby Bear and those Christian Archies. And my wife uh, grew up. And they had, um, would they have Hansi, the girl who loved the swastika, <laughs> which is like, you just hear the title of that. And it's like, <laughs> what in the world is this about? And this is the story about like this uh, Nazi girl and her conversion story. Yeah. And, and then what else? She, they had that uh, Johnny Cash one. And yeah. I think they had like the cross and the switchblade comic book oh, yeah. or something like yeah. that too, which is I think a Billy Graham one, probably. probably yeah, know, yeah. yeah so th- those ones seemed to me like really edgy or yeah. something. They were just like, oh, these this is serious. Oh, yeah, serious stuff. <laughs> so when I was a little kid, I didn't, I, I had no, nobody was showing me those kind of comics. But I remember, I think my earliest memories of comics is. Like my grandma would buy them for me from time to time. And it would just be like the standard supermarket stuff. So it would be like a Woody Woodpecker or it would be a Richie Rich or Casper the Ghost. Um, I think I had like a Roadrunner comic or something like that. Yeah. And I recall being out at camp um, at the cottage, at the cabin. Yeah. Uh, We call them camp. It's not a tent. It's a building. And... I was thinking, oh, I've got like a half a dozen comics here. I'm like a comic book collector. (laughs) I've got a collection. I've got a collection. And I think I had like two Richie Riches or two two of something. And it's like, ooh, I actually, I have a comic collection of this particular type of comic, (laughs) as a matter of fact. And I think I told you about it. Like, I think I was young enough that... Like we weren't collecting comics really, yeah. Or at least I wouldn't expect that we'd be collecting comics. But you and I were hanging out, so you know maybe we were like in grade three or something like that. Yeah. And I said, "Oh yeah, I've got this comic book collection. I've got like two Richie Riches or something like that." <laughs> and you said something to me like, "That's not a comic book collection. You know, I I actually do collect." A- comics or something like that and i've got maybe you had all these dennis the menaces that you picked up from your grandparents yeah. or something. look at this real collection of comic books all these dennis the menaces or something like that yeah i, th- I think i did get eventually grandpa just gave them to me or at least gave me some of them to take home yeah right? yeah yeah so yeah <laughs> that's that's funny that I, I don't remember that at all but this kind of one-upmanship eh? yeah. that's, well it is, i yeah. just think it's kind of funny i have two comics that means i'm a collector of this particular comic yeah so, yeah, and that was a bit of a dawning 
like uh, when I realized, oh, these things are numbered and, you know, the, some of these comics have a long history. Oh, like you, you start, you divide, you look at the number, like this is issue 100 or something. And then you think, oh, if they make 12 a year, mm-hmm. oh, that goes back for years, you yeah. know, like, especially when sure. you're young, yeah. you think, wow, this comic's been around. Since before I was born. Way before I was born. Yeah. 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 And another thing I remember, I don't know if this is the first thing I ever collected, but uh, these Archie double digests, yes. or, or, or well, they should be digests. Yes, that's right. So a different form factor, yeah. but you know, my, the, our young eyes didn't mind everything being shrunk down. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then it just seemed like such a deal that you could spend, you know, a dollar fifty or something and then get that thick, super thick, thick book. book that yeah. you could just read for, you know. For a long time, yeah. I guess for them it was awesome because they were just reissuing mm-hmm. stuff. That they yep. didn't even have to make it again. You know, they they didn't have to write anything new. Yeah, uh, for that. So that that's a memory. Actually, I, ha- I still have lots of those. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and and my wife, uh, she had quite a few, mm-hmm. and I had quite a few. So they've all been uh, combined into one box. Actually, yep. we were just looking at them a few days ago. Oh, right on. Yeah, that's <laughs> neat. So okay, that's like little kid kind of memories yeah, of comic little, books. Yeah. Um, how old or what grade do you figure you were in when you kind of re got into comic books as a big kid or maybe a teenager? Yeah. I, I feel like there were a couple in intermediate steps. Uh, one distinct memory is going to some sort of, I don't know if it was an antique show or mm. something. I think mm-hmm. at, probably at the Airlane hotel and, uh, wandering there with my parents. I think I got dragged in there with my parents, but I saw this issue of Spider-Man, I think like Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I appreciated that was a particularly old issue, but it was, you know. Uh, and so that was like a collector's thing, but I think it was priced somewhat reasonably. I said, yep. I think, I'd, I don't know if I had money or begged my parents, but anyway, I, I took got that one issue okay. of an old at the time, yeah, uh, Spider-Man. It was it was probably like a seventy. It's probably from the late seventies. Mm-hmm. By the time I bought it, would be the early eighties. Yep. So you know, maybe it was only five years old sure. or something. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my first time thinking, oh, these are kind of like a collector's item. Mm-hmm. Or being it's a- not just something to buy and read and throw into the bed or yeah, yeah, or right in the garbage yeah, or whatever. That's right. right. Yeah. So there was that. Another one was uh, I love the Battle of the Planets cartoon yeah yeah uh which later i found out was gachaman in japan but gold key the mm-hmm. comic book so if we would i think go- they did like woody woodpecker and stuff like that yeah. too right? yeah or maybe looney tunes or maybe a bunch of those things yeah for some reason you'd i'd see these gold key comics specifically at like kmart or something okay yeah. it's almost like they had some distribution so i associated them with like the the cheapest most crassly commercial yeah ones but i didn't think of that at the time all i knew was that i loved battle the planets and there was almost no merch around for them but there was this battle the planets comic book so i got that yeah and, right on and that was kind of the crossover into oh these guys are kind of like superheroes so you know i had a bit of spider-man and then i had this battle the planets comic mm-hmm. and that was kind of a bit of an awakening there yep into comics that not weren't just like an amusement but it was like oh i identify with this this is cool this is this yeah yeah how about you 
I don't really know when it started. Like I know when I started collecting my, my comic book, that was my title that I collected. I imagine I was collecting one-offs or short runs. I would get into something here and there, maybe a little bit before that. I don't know that I was really into collecting comic books when I was like, still like in grade six, seven or eight or anything like that. It probably was like grade nine or so when I started trying to collect. And I tried to collect things like the Spider-Mans and stuff like that. I think really Spider-Man was the only one that I really gave a a fair shake at. I may have picked up a few X-Men and stuff along the way because, you know, superhero comics were basically the only real serious kind of comics if you weren't getting those kiddie type comics, right? Yeah. And as much as I tried, I just never really got into it. It never really did it for me. Like I I collected a few. I remember getting the Secret Wars when they came out and thought, okay, this is kind of neat, but nothing that really sustained it for Mm. me. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I want to talk about one other thing that was kind of, while I was still getting into comics, both myself and our buddy Ron, Mm -hmm. we both had our own paper routes, Mm -hmm. deliver the newspapers, and then you'd collect the money. And every week you had to go pay your paper bill. Yeah. Basically, you you collected the money, you got to keep the extra, but you had to pay the off at the office Mm -hmm. for those newspapers that you delivered. So every week we would go down. I lived kind of at the west edge of town Mm -hmm. and Ron lived about halfway east. Mm -hmm. And then the actual office was all the way east uh, downtown Fort William. Yeah. So we would ride our bikes there and it was a bit of an adventure every Saturday and we would pay the paper bill at the corner office. But yeah. right there was also an arcade called yeah. Golden Castle Games at May Street and this all at May Street and Miles in Thunder Bay. And on the corner was a, a comic shop mm-hmm. that also had like role-playing games and so on mm-hmm. and a, a big collection of adult magazines in the back corner. Right. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the guy who owned it was just continually smoking. Yep. And he kind of guarded his adult section. Yeah. But then. Was I'm, the adult section like, did you have to go through like a little doorway into the back? For the adult well, I, section. Never, I never got in there, but I knew I, it felt a bit more open. But there's yeah. there's this old yeah. old cigarette stained man kind of glaring at you the whole time. So it was sure. like I don't think I want to look at those magazines anyway. That's <laughs> right. Do you figure this might have been like around grade six? Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, or maybe yeah. grade eight. Yeah, I'd, I'd say more like six. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, but yeah, an increasingly big section were the comics mm-hmm. and then the role-playing games. Yeah. And so we'd go in there and buy, I think at first you just don't know what you want to read. Yeah. So you hear, oh, your buddies like, you know, the cool kids like Spider-Man. Yeah. The cool kids like Batman or whatever. Yeah. So you buy those to be cool, I yeah. guess. Um, if other people are reading them, maybe they're good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's try it out. <laughs> yeah, and then gradually, so yeah, I, I got into Spider-Man and I found out, oh, the, Spider-Man's got like three, four, five different titles. Yeah. Um, and then the X-Men, uh, I started getting into that. And then, you know, there are more titles there. Mm-hmm. And I liked uh, Hulk. I got into Hulk. 
So those were probably my main ones. Mm -hmm. And then a new comic would turn up and, you know, we'd buy it. But that's kind of getting further ahead there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. In 1985, so we're 12. How old are we then? We're, yeah, we're, we're 12, 11, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. What grade is that? Um, I'd oh, no, say it's grade, grade six, six or seven. Six into seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I moved to Toronto, comics became important to me there as well because I, uh, it was difficult being away from you guys. I went and moved to this big city sure. for a year. And some of the kids, I don't know, I made some friends, but a lot of the kids were very um, not friendly. Yeah. And, you know, I, I felt like an outsider a lot of the time, hmm. but was nice, you know, to get a new comic or to yep. find a couple like a friend or two that were into comics. And, uh, there was a place that sold comics, kind of a long walk from the school, but doable in, during lunch hour. Mm-hmm. So we went up there and, uh, I briefly even gone to GI Joe during that time. Like and then the I, comics or the sorry, TV show, the GI Joe comic. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think because of those other friends and, uh, and I think that's also where I picked up my first Atari Force comic. Mm. So we'll talk about that more later. Sure. I want to talk about like the various comic book stores in town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you were talking about this one comic book store on the corner of May and Miles. Yeah. Or Donald or whatever it was there. I know the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think it's May and Miles. Um, do you remember the name of it? The proper name? of? <laughs> well, we, we always called it Slimy Vex. <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, and and when you were talking about the old man who was kind of guarding things, yeah, were you talking about Vic? No. Okay, no. good because I I wouldn't have said that Vic was an old man. No, yeah, there, there was. I think the guy who owned it mm-hmm. looked like just this old cigarette stained man. Yeah, and then Vic was <laughs> Vic ran the comics. He yeah. was like the new guy, and I don't know if he was just an employee or they had a partnership. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it could even have been father son, but I don't think it was. Yeah, yeah. Vic was definitely you know in need of extra hygiene and and so on, but you know we we liked him in the sense that he ran the comic yeah, shop. He's the that comic was, book store guy. That was near yeah, us. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, so we've got Slimy Vic's <laughs> comics. Sorry, Vic, if you're still around. Yeah. We, th- we thank you for your years of service. Indeed. I'm pretty sure he's not around. Yeah, he probably yeah. Didn't, isn't still with us. Yeah. Um, so in addition to that comic book store, Vic's comic store, yeah. let's talk about some of the other comic book stores that were in town. Yeah. Because if you were, at, at least at some point, if we're making the trip all the way to downtown Fort William yes. to get comics from Vicks. There's another comic book store not too far away from there that uh, we used to go to from uh, time to time. Do you remember? I think it was called like Collector's Headquarters. And it was um, right where the old post office building was by the Fort William Gardens. Yeah. It was in an old house. Um, and it was it was kind of just... Like they didn't set it up like a store. You just kind of went in the front door and you turn left and go into the dining room and there's comics and go right into the living room and it's baseball cards Yeah, and go down the hall into this bedroom and they weren't bedrooms and, but that's what the house was built to be. It was just, yeah, it was a house that was full of stuff to buy. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Now 
I remember going there a number of times, a small number of times. Like it wasn't the place that I would normally go to. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like one of those other places that you could go check out down there. I guess if you were looking for back issues that Vic didn't have or something like that. Um, Yeah. For some reason it was hardly on my radar. I did, I did go there a few times, mm -hmm. but I don't know why I didn't think of. I think I went more like maybe it kind of popped up when we were in high school. And so maybe we went more. It was a little bit later. A couple times when we were in high school. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, be, being in somebody's house like that was kind of disturbing. Yeah, it was just like kind of a weird setup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. There was another comic book store in West Fort, which is another neighborhood um, kind of on our end of town. Yeah. And it was like within walking distance of our high school. And then I remember making the trip. We'd walk down the railroad tracks. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really remember going down there with you. I don't really remember going on you with you on this. Yeah, but I like it I remember walking with Paul yeah. and maybe Coach okay. going down to Coach's just name of yeah. kid we hung out with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin. And yeah, just going down to this place in Westfort. You know, something to do at lunch. Go yeah. check out the comic book store over there. And then eventually, I don't know if there was a falling out between Vic and the guy who owned or per, and the old presumably guy. owned that comic book store, at least the magazines and the games and stuff like that. But Vic got his own shop. Yeah. And this may have been like right at the tail end of high school. So this is like maybe 89, maybe even 90. Yeah. This might even be getting to early university. Yeah. Because I, I'm not sure I ever went to Vic's. I'd hear you guys talk yeah. about it. And now this was the place that we, like, we renamed it. Like, maybe we were calling the comic book store Slimy Vicks yeah. back in the day. But when Vic got his own place, <laughs> yeah. it became Slimy Vicks. <laughs> Slimy Vicks Comic Heaven. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good name. Or maybe it was Comic Haven. Yeah. But I think it was Comic Book Heaven. <laughs> That wasn't the name that what, he gave to what, the story. Yeah, what was, do you remember what his real real name was? For? I have no idea. Maybe, maybe it was the Comic Haven. Maybe it was right? the Comic Haven, yeah. so we called it Slimy Vic's Comic Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> but it was in a house, too. Yeah. It was in this house on Syndicate, and yeah, you'd kind of just walk up the front steps into the house, but it was more like just, here's here's the room, here's the glass case, and at that point you had like your standing order going with them anyway. Yeah. So you would just show up, you'd pick up your comics that he had set aside for you, pay him and you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Was he still smoking like crazy in those? I think that he may have been trying to quit or had quit at that point. Yeah. 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 It's funny that when we were kids, we didn't think much of mm-hmm. people smoking, especially like collectible paper. Yeah. That would just soak in. <laughs> all of that all of that yeah <laughs> yeah do you remember when you first started when you got a bag at the comic book store <laughs> and maybe explain what a bag is well like you mean the reserved yeah well this is the funny thing is that i think i so fully quit the comic thing i don't know why because of money yeah but i'm not sure i ever had a standing order i think i would hear you yeah. and Ron and Achilleus and yeah. so on talk about, you know, going gotta to go pick up our bag. Gotta go pick up the bag. <laughs> and, and you would always go Slimy Vicks yeah. comic heaven. 
yeah. for that. I'm pretty sure I had a bag at the May and Miles store too. Yeah. Yeah. So somehow, even though for a time I think I was way more into comics than you. Oh, yeah. I then think I just must have dropped out of it, probably because a girlfriend or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You dropped out of a few things because of girlfriends. Yeah. So then I just like went missing in action and I would just hear about you guys. Yeah. Oh. Going to pick up our comic books yeah. from Slimy Vic. And I think I have a bunch of money to spend on my girlfriend instead. That's I don't know. right. Yeah. <laughs> or to keep my car going or whatever. Yeah, I don't that, know. that could be it too. Yeah. And I find it strange that I had a bag and... I guess a bag is really only in the comic book shop owner's best interest because when it came down to it, there was really only one comic that I was interested in collecting, but I had a couple comics in the bag anyway Yeah, that's, that I would get every month. So, yeah. Yeah. So what, what did you have in the bag? I'm pretty sure I had Web of Spider-Man uh-huh. and Grew the Wanderer. Of course. And I may have had, maybe I threw in another, like maybe I did Amazing Spider-Man or something. So I threw him in there too for a bit, but that would have probably been about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think like even some of the the short runs that I picked up, I probably just would have picked up the issues as they came along and never fully committed to them. Maybe I had the tick in my bag at one point, but even the tick wasn't regular enough to... Like, I guess you'd want to have it in your bag so that when it did show up, it would be there and you didn't have to look for it every month because it wasn't coming out monthly, I don't think. But yeah. Yeah. And that probably would have been early 90s at that point anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, my big comic collection was Grew the Wanderer. When right. it came down to it, that was the one that I was into. You know, I tried to get into, like I had Web in my bag or whatever, and I tried to get into the to the superhero comics, but... I guess in the end, they really didn't do it for me. And I was more into the the funny stuff, the offbeat stuff. Like I collected like Ralph Snart. Yes. And, the, and I just mentioned the tick. And there was a guy named um, Fred Hembeck, who was a, a cartoonist, um, a comic book artist. But he was, I'm not exactly certain what the difference between the two is, but I think that, that he would call himself a cartoonist, just like Sergio Aragonez, the guy who... Uh, writes and draws grew refers to himself as a cartoonist as opposed to a comic artist yeah not as realistic more of that cartoony feel and so yeah fred hembeck destroys the marvel universe fred hembeck destroys the dc universe and those kind of things you know yeah that's that's what i was interested in 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 getting yeah radioactive black belt hamsters in 3d (laughs) (laughs) yeah so right you're into this kind of counter culture almost is that the word counter culture but like Lighthearted, silly, poking fun at. Yeah. 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 So in a way that's, I don't know if counterculture is totally the right word, but yes, poking fun of, it, it's almost like it's separate from, you know, those of us that were like, we're into the heroes, yeah. we're into, that's cool. Maybe we want to be like those, mm. those muscle bound adventurers, you know. Yeah, with strong jaws and capes. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, and claws Muscles, and yeah. regenerative, regenerative skills. Why can't I say that? Regener- <laughs> regenerating skills. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I just gravitated towards the stuff that kind of made fun of that really. Oh, yeah. and, but like, and like these were put out by like the same publishing houses that were making them like marvel put out a series called what the that i got a number of and that was like totally making fun of like 
I think what the did spider ham before the Simpsons did spider ham. Yeah. Or at least they did something like that. The pork web slinger or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you started to talk about what you liked about Gru, but what? Yeah. why did you stick with Gru? Well, I think I stuck with Gru because it made me laugh. Yeah. It, you know, it was, it was fun, lighthearted. It was silly. Um, it might've even had something to do with the fact that when I looked at these serious comics and the art behind them, because I like to draw, I would think, man, a, I don't know that I want to draw that kind of stuff when I do want to draw. And I don't know if I can, I don't know if I'm good enough to draw that kind of stuff. I'm now, as I take a look at, it, I think, well, you know what? I think if I wanted to draw that kind of stuff, then I would draw that stuff. Definitely. As I look at Gru now, it's like, it's not like this guy is a slouch at all. Um, he's like a fantastic artist, but he's just not doing it in that hyper-realistic style. Um, he's doing it in a cartoony style, but man, you take a look at any page on Gru the Wanderer and there's so much going on on those pages, like all the people in the background and all the patterns that are on the outfits and the forest and the cities and the ships and everything, all the details, like fantastic. It's not like when you sometimes see like, um, a punch em up comic where you'd have a close up of a guy with a fist in somebody else's face. And I don't know, I'm making this up. Yeah. Maybe they didn't do this, but like just this big swath of color where, <laughs> where the punch came from, like there was so much going on on the page. So it was really fun to look at in an, in addition to being like funny and silly, which I think is kind of more my personality as opposed to serious and fight them all, beat them all up kind of guy. They were always hiding secret messages and hiding themselves in the comics. And so as you're okay. reading the comic, having a laugh at the story, you're on the lookout for like the hidden jokes that you know that they're hiding in there for the regular readers and ah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So there's, there's that, that kind of thing going on, on for it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just really liked it. Yeah. You know, just, just a fun, easygoing, approachable <laughs> kind of comic. And man, e easygoing grew. <laughs> oh yeah. Who was like the, the total mercenary murderer. But you know, what's interesting is that, you know, in some ways it's easy to let my boys read that comic because yeah, yeah. He's slicing, slicing, slicing everything. But all you see is like swish and there's no blood. There's no cutting of people like the, the worst that you get in a modern grew, and when I say modern grew, like I'm talking like from 83 onward. <laughs> oh yeah, those modern days. Yeah, yeah. those modern grooves, as opposed, actually, when, when did Marvel start? Marvel might have actually started in 85, and there was the 82 and 83 when it was at Pacific Comics. Uh, there might have been a little bit of blood in the Pacific comic grooves, but the worst you get in the Marvel grooves is... Grew got shrunk down to the size of a squirrel and he just sliced off the tip of the king's nose and the king's got like this pointy carrot nose anyway and you just see this little slice and the the action word on it might have even been like tip or something like that where the tip of his nose comes off and so he's got this big bandage on the end of his nose for the rest of the comic or something like that even though like a, a sliver of a fingernail was cut off the end of it or something like that. So yeah, he's like this total mercenary yeah. killing people all over the time. Cause that's what he does best. But 
it's it's not like a big bloody battle or anything. It's all just comic book violence, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, cartoon violence, like Saturday morning cartoon violence kind of stuff. Yeah. With swords. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it about that scenario? Like, could could the comic have been about almost anything as long as it was made by the same guy with the same sense of humor? But well, what? yes and no, because it's a really neat kind of partnership that Sergio has with his quote-unquote writer, Mark Evanier. Um, Sergio really does write his comics and draws his comics. Um, Mark is a really good writer. He's written lots of television shows and stuff like that. Um, he's more of a of a wordsmith. So Sergio will write and Mark will help um, with the dialogue or he's like a really good sounding board. Like, do you really think that you want to have Gru killing the cow and eating the cow when you could do something that, yeah. And, and that's the big deal, right? Yeah. Gru kills a hundred people in this issue, but let's talk about him really kill. Do you want to have him killing and eating the cow? I don't know. That might turn people off. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark's like this, the second, um, second pass the, he bounces ideas off okay. and, and stuff like that. What were we talking about? Well, could it have been about any scenario? Oh, yeah, right. And so they have put out other comics, like tons of other comic titles together. Um, the first big one that I can think of after Gru was Magnor, the, the, the Mighty Magnor. That one wasn't nearly as, as funny to me as Gru was. Yeah, it, it, he was just kind of stuck in this, and I think it only lasted for about six or seven issues, just kind of stuck in this um, mindless superhero guy who doesn't really know what a superhero is supposed to do. And so his two buddies try to show him, you know, what a superhero is supposed to do and stuff like that. And I don't know, just kind of maybe because it was stuck in nowadays times doing the superhero thing, it didn't work, but grew was great because you could take it, even though you were in some sort of fantasy setting, it seemed like he could just take whatever sort of thing he wanted to talk about that given month, you know, because sometimes he, he was an issues based um, writer and like he would talk about politics and corruption and war. And he would even talk about things like uh, television in the media. He would use puppet shows to represent those kind of things. <laughs> Um, so he could do it and well, maybe he could have done it with Magnor, but he didn't, he did a, a wide variety of, of things. He would approach a lot of different things and you just have grew this idiot who doesn't know that he's an idiot who just causes destruction and mayhem wherever he goes. You know, he's the hero that ruins things for everybody. <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of a, just a funny thing that they made work really well with grew that didn't really work so well or as well with Magnor and they've got other things like he's done like tons of just gag comics and stuff like that, that I've read that are kind of fun too. But yeah, Gru was the one that just did it for me. I'm talking a lot about Gru. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's okay. I know, I know it's your favorite. Maybe before we talk about your favorite comic, yeah. I will tell the story about my one regret in life. Yeah. When I was a, when I was in high school, I got on the Gru bandwagon really like it may not have been issue number one of the Marvel Grues, Um, but it was certainly like by issue two or three, I discovered Gru and I'm pretty sure it came out the same month. I'm pretty sure it debuted the same month as web of Spider-Man. Cool. So I collected all these Grues, hundred 
100 Guru Comics. They had 120 comics come out with Marvel. Um, and they had a, a short run of eight comics with Pacific Comics beforehand, like about two or three years beforehand. And very early, once I discovered Guru, I found a kid um, in our school who had those comics, and I managed to buy them off of him. <laughs> There's no sucker punches involved. <laughs> hey, Timmy, sell me your Gru comics. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had this. I had a, a great collection of Gru. I collected all the way up in, into university. And then I went away for, for school in Minneapolis after we finished university, and I moved back to Thunder Bay for a bit. And then I moved to Ottawa when I was going to get married. And in one of those moves, I got rid of, I was getting rid of a lot of stuff. I got rid of all my Gru comics. Yeah. And I remember coming back at one point and checking in my old room at my parents' house in my chest of drawers, the bottom drawer where I kept all my Grus. And it's like, they're not there. Hmm. I guess I really did get rid of them. Yeah. I wish I hadn't got rid of those. And that would, at the very... At the very least, that would have been 2003, but perhaps back to 97 or something like that. Yeah. I got rid of them. So that was that was my one regret in life. Yeah, I remember you going through all kinds of purging yeah. stages and you being almost gleeful about your, yeah. your oh, purging. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting rid of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I got no chains to hold me yeah, down, I'm man. Not, I'm not getting held down by the stuff. That's right. <laughs> but this spring... You were coming over, yeah. and this was like just kind of like maybe a few weeks into COVID. Like you weren't coming over over, but you were coming into town probably to pick up some groceries. Yeah. And you sent me a text and you said, I've got something for you. Yeah. Can I drop it off at your house? And I thought, well, sure, sure you can. It'd be nice to see you from a distance. <laughs> um, drop it off. And you came up and you had like this Amazon box. It was, you know, similarly shaped to a comic book box. <laughs> and you say, well, you're going to have to put this in the garage or something and let it sit there for two weeks while it decontaminates yeah, that's, from my well, basement. That's when they were really worried about yeah. the, the COVID stain on objects yeah, for a long that's time. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, is that what I think it is? And <laughs> it was, you had found in your basement, a box of my comics, like, and tons and tons of my Gru yeah. from back in the day. And it's like, wow, those are my Gru comics. I, I no longer have any regrets. This is fantastic. <laughs> the, the one, I, I, we solved the, your one regret in life is gone. That's right. And so, yeah, I've just been, like a couple of years ago, I started looking for Gru online. Uh, we have a thing in Canada called Kijiji. I don't think that's in the States, is it? Yeah, it's not even big in other in all Canadian cities. Okay. But yeah. It, it's, it's like Craigslist. It's like Craigslist. Yeah. And so I found um, somebody was selling, you know, grew down in Toronto, and we were planning on going down for a, a trip to visit some family and stuff like that. So I arranged to, to meet this guy in a Canadian tire parking lot. And, <laughs> you know, I, I got a shoebox full of grew comics and it was great. And my boys were reading the grew comics in the backseat as we were driving around Southern Ontario and stuff like that. It's yeah. like, Oh, great. Oh, I love these comics. It's, it's wonderful. And, you know, we usually would head out to Winnipeg every summer. And so I would check Kijiji before I go. And it's like, Oh yeah, I got some, there's a, a couple, a guy with some grew comics. It's like, okay, cool. So I started like building the collection up again. Yeah. And then Robin shows up this year. <laughs> With oh look at it's all my comics so now it's like okay I'm gonna start filling in the few holes that are left yeah. and recollecting those again yeah it's funny how neither of us had any recollection of 
you giving them to me, apparently. Yeah, yeah. We don't... Um, Maybe I was thinking, like, I want to get rid of a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But there are some things that I just can't, like, bring to the secondhand bookstore or send to the dump. They're they're too valuable. Yeah. I'll give them to Rob give and they'll be Robert. safe in his basement. <laughs> yeah, well, because you definitely gave me a bunch of computer stuff. Um, like, I know I've got some of your Amiga stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'd gotten rid of your 64 stuff already. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember but, when I got rid of the 64 stuff. Maybe it was already gone in the past. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I definitely remembered having a bunch of your discs mm-hmm. for both five and a quarter and three yeah. and a half Amiga discs. Yeah. Because I, I just stumble on those every so often yeah. and see your, your writing on them. My girly handwriting. Your girly handwriting. <laughs> your, pretty, your pretty handwriting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not the... <laughs> but yeah, the comics were just in a box stacked under a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I just happened to pull it out and That's thought... That's great. Oh, <laughs> I bet you he would like to see these. Yeah. So yeah, Gru was my comic. What was what was the one that you ended up really being into? Well, it's funny if I if I have to just choose one, I I don't know why, but Atari Force yeah. has become just the series that I identify with, and and I have to admit, I don't even remember all the story arcs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was a very short run. So we'll just talk about, it was just a short run series, and maybe that's part of the appeal of it. Mm-hmm. So basically in the early 80s, I think it was five Atari Force comic books were packed, one in like Defender, one in okay. Yars Revenge. When you yep. bought an Atari 2600 cartridge, yeah. certain titles had a small Atari Force comic included and And, that was like the sword quest comics that came out in the sword well that's right and sword quest also that's right sword quest had comic books included Mm -hmm. and then this atari force was a sci-fi kind of cross between superhero space yeah sort of comic series and uh one of them was in star raiders and that's actually where i got my first one i made one of my 8-bit show and tell episodes is about how i bought Way back in the 80s, during the video game crash, Ron and I biked to Zeller's, mm-hmm. the department store, and for $1.97, wow. bought, there was this whole thing. I didn't even own Atari 2600, yeah. but there were these big box, Star Raider boxes with not only the, the game cartridge, yeah. but they also included a special numeric controller, yeah, uh, which I had dreams of getting to work on the Commerce 64 mm-hmm. and I could, I never did. And then I made this eight bit show and tell episode about finally figuring out how to use it with the Commerce 64. Yeah. And it included this Atari force comic book. So it was like, what a deal for $1.97, right? Yeah. Kind of changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> so once I got that later, I, I actually didn't even get to collect that whole small series originally, but then DC decided to release a regular comic book Mm -hmm. also called Atari Force. And it was like a next generation thing. Oh yeah. Where one character from the original was still around the father uh, and his son, who was now like a young adult and a number of other kind of misfits, basically kind of on the run in a spaceship they stole basically. 
And they had all kinds of adventures, interesting characters, but it only lasted 20 issues. Yeah. But that was part of the appeal because it's like, I like that I had the whole story here. Yeah. And unlike a lot of comic books, they actually knew they were getting canceled. And so they wrote an okay ending Mm -hmm. for it. And then what I loved was they put out a special issue after Hmm. that was a collection of short stories that could just be kind of inserted. Like it would just Hmm. be um, one or two characters having like a solo adventure and that's all the comic was. It, It was just a little short, you know, that would be like 10 pages And then there'd be 10 pages of this. It was kind of this big, extra big issue. And something about that just made those characters and that story arc just, I thought, this this is what I like. Yeah, like the whole world is condensed into these 20 issues plus the thing. And here it is. Here it is. I I can have it all. It can all be in my brain. I can enjoy it all and understand it all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally get the appeal of that. Yeah. Basically, that's, that's my favorite Strangely, not that many years ago, they put out a Sword Quest compilation oh, yeah. of all the Sword Quest comics we're talking yeah. about uh, into a new volume, okay. just uh, like a new, a new reprinting. But I was excited. So I, I got neat. that. Yeah. So that's awesome. Then they announced there was going to be an Atari Force one. Yeah. And I was like, yes. And it's even listed on Amazon. It never happened. <sighs> oh. So it just sits there. It says, this isn't available. But it, I have not found, I've searched online trying mm-hmm. to hear the story. Mm-hmm. Like, did it get canceled? Why did it get canceled? Uh, I found the announcement about it happening. And, you know, it is on Amazon as a product page. Yeah. But it was never, as far as I can tell, actually released. So Was DC doing it? Do you know who was going to put it out? Yeah, I thought it was going to be DC. Or but... maybe Dark Horse or any ideas? Yeah, actually, I can't remember. I have the Sword Quest one. Yeah. that be it. Uh, I do want to mention some favorite comic memories, though. Sure. Like, you brought up the Secret Wars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that really was a fantastic, I believe that was 12 issues. Yeah. And that was just amazing to me to see all the, you know, all the characters interacting. Yeah. Spider-Man getting his new black suit was just like, whoa, this is, (laughs) that was the kind of stuff that just really got me. Um, Yeah. yeah. So Secret Wars was definitely a highlight. Uh, I really liked a a comic called Marvel Team Up. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, you know, there's patterns and like Mm Scooby-Doo, I was so dumb that I didn't notice it was always the same thing every time there's always a spooky yeah. thing and they show up and there's somebody and what am i trying to say like so. it, was, it was basically the same story just with different characters in it <laughs> yeah at a different location every <laughs> show yeah yeah so marvel team up even though it was called marvel team up it took me i don't know how many issues to realize it's always spider-man <laughs> Teaming up with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Every issue. It's always Spider-Man. This is not Marvel's team up. It's Spider-Man team yeah, up. Yeah, it's Spider-Man team up. That's like pedantic Robin when he finally clues in. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed those. Yeah, it was yeah. Just, it was Spider-Man interacting with a character I didn't necessarily know. It must have worked really well for Marvel being a way of getting kids like me to buy whoever the, the team up character was. Yeah. 
buy that person's book. You sure. Know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. We were talking, we went for a walk before we recorded this and we were talking about, um, web of Spider-Man. And I think I just mentioned that I think that web came out like it debuted the same time mm-hmm. or very close to the same time as grew. That was kind of neat to be around when a, like a, like Spider-Man, a, a big name comic had like a first issue come out. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. That's a, a bit of a memory I have. And I also remember like a story started in web and it finished in amazing or maybe Peter Parker and the covers you could put them together. Oh, yeah. And do you remember that one? He was like swinging across the city from one cover to the other. Yeah. And he's in his blue and red suit over here. And he's in his black suit over on yeah. the other side. Yeah. I remember that. That one's just the art and just the fact that, you know, you've got the two covers working together. That really stands out as something really cool from back in the day. Yeah. That, that is really cool. Web of Spider-Man. I remember that being like the big deal and this idea, oh, it's collectible for a while there, we one of our friends was really convincing me that, boy, comics, you know, they're not just fun to read. They're an investment. Yeah. Okay. I wonder who that was. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Alias. <laughs> so I really bought into that. <laughs> but the fact is, so many of us kids were all like, that's when Marvel was selling huge. They yeah. were doing huge prints of these yeah. huge runs. And you know what? So many years later, those comics are not worth much at all. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any idea, like back in the in the mid eighties, like how many would they print of of a given issue of Spider Man? Like I guess we better uh, hundreds of thousands? <clears throat> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Jason. <laughs> And I think the stories that I got most captivated by were for a while in the X-Men. Yeah. Where I was really getting into the whole uh, the whole persecution thing, the mm. whole, you know, mutants are people too, yeah, yeah. and really enjoying some of the, the exploration of their superpowers, but also uh, the whole racism or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, like the analogy sure. yeah. that's going on there. The teamwork, the camaraderie, or mm-hmm. whatever at times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like uh, Colossus, who is a big metal man. Do mm-hmm. you know Do you know Colossus? I'm yeah. sure if I saw him, I would yeah. recognize him. Just, yeah. He's just this giant guy that can turn into steel, basically. Okay. And he's a big, strong guy. And him and Wolverine going into a fight together. Mm. And, uh, you know, Colossus picking up Wolverine. And throwing him at, <laughs> throwing him at people or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, and just that really captured my imagination at that time. Yeah, yeah, and, and so I think X Men was for a while the one that I actually liked the story mm-hmm. the most. Yeah, I seem to recall you being big into Batman for a while. Batman was shorter lived. Yeah. Uh, I really liked, you know, when he was at the height of the kind of dark, edgy. Mm-hmm popular stuff i did like that yeah like uh that's like late 80s um there was what killing joke yeah. and the dark knight yeah. and there were these various graphic novels yep yeah and that stuff really did capture my imagination for a while mm-hmm. i was like yeah I, I think the dark knight especially the combination of art style and this future dystopia yeah and old Batman kind of trying after being years of being, I guess, an alcoholic and just mm-hmm. having <laughs> mm-hmm. him 
kind of redeeming himself and coming yep. back. Uh, there was a lot to like him there. Yeah. The, the young uh, female Robin and his uh, dependents, that, that relationship. Sure. And, and, yeah. and that was probably around the same time as the first or the original Batman motion picture came out. Yeah, it was with all... Jack Nicholson and those guys. So that was kind of the height of Batman, like when we were in high school too, right? So, yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely liked Batman, but really I don't have all that many issues mm-hmm. of, you know, I've, I, I bought all the graphic novels in that few year time period. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I bought a few yeah. regular monthly issues, but not that much. Yeah. Is there anything that you pick up from time to time these days besides like you're talking about like the looking for the reissues of Atari force and then the sword quest that came out. Is there yeah. anything that catches your eye sometimes you say, you know what, I'm going to go grab a comic or. Yeah. There, there's just been a few that crossed over so hard, like into my other interests. That I mm-hmm. had to get them. Okay. Uh, when battle of the planets had a big comeback some years ago, mm-hmm. there was, uh, it was Alex, Alex Ross, I believe, was the, I want to say the cartoonist, but yeah. like the guy behind it. Yeah, who is a real fan, apparently, of Battle of the Planets. And he helped reboot it or mm-hmm. bring it back. And so for a while, there was new toys and there were new comic books. And I bought all that stuff. It mm-hmm. was, that was really exciting. That mostly got popular because a very he, he was a hot artist at the time mm-hmm. so people would just buy whatever he liked really yeah 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 and it was enjoyable yeah for sure to see those characters again and recently freeway fighter okay like we've talked about choose your own adventure books before mm-hmm. but i don't think we've gotten specifically into the fighting fantasy no we have a series yeah. which we should do sometime yeah, yeah. uh one of my favorite books in that whole fighting fantasy, if you, in case you haven't played them, it's choose your own adventure with bro- dice and character sheets. Yeah, branching novels, but with gameplay mechanics like that involve yeah. dice and combat system, and so on. So closer to Dungeons and Dragons, but they would go into other genres like mm-hmm. superheroes occasionally. But they also did this one called Freeway Fighter, which was like a Mad Max style car wars auto dueling. You know, mm-hmm. I love. We've got to talk about that sometime. Yeah. But there was a fighting fantasy specifically about a car battling yeah. kind of auto duel uh, Mad Max scenario. Yeah. Anyway, just a few years ago, that was turned into a regular comic book series or just, just a short, yeah. I think a four-parter. Yeah. Uh, so I like I had to get that yeah. because I'm like, oh, this is like oh, se- yeah. several of my worlds colliding here. Yeah. Yeah, so th- those are some of the comics I bought in the last decade. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but nothing monthly. Yeah. Yeah, how about you? You're- well, as I'm trying to fill in the holes of my Gru collection, um, would you believe that it's almost 40 years that Gru has been running? Wow. And um, they're not publishing monthly anymore, but every few years they'll put out a like a four-issue run. So, um, yeah, we're... We, we grew fans <laughs> are looking forward to, um, actually a, a couple, we don't know exactly what's being worked on right now, but we're looking forward, forward to a couple, uh, series that are, are supposed to be coming out. Um, there's kind of like a trilogy of four parters that we're looking forward to being having finished soon. And, um, there was a, uh, a grew 
grew Conan crossover a few years ago. <laughs> and there's um, rumors talk of the grew Tarzan crossover. Oh, so yeah. So what kind of art style are those crossovers done? Well, it's neat. Like they will, he will actually partner with somebody who is like actually drawing, like in the sake, in the, in the case of Conan, uh, partnered with whoever, I think Conan was, was being published by Dark Horse, which is where Gru's being published these days. Um, so it was, I guess it was easier for them to do, but whoever's drawing Conan and Sergio work together to make the comics together. So, so yeah, it's, it's really neat. It's, Within one panel, it will yeah. be both styles yeah. of art. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's neat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that so. is cool. So, how, how old are those guys now? Like, how old is Sergio? I would imagine Sergio is probably, if he was in his twenties, in the sixties. What would that make him now? Oh. <laughs> he'd be like eighty something. Then. Yeah, yeah. I think that he'd be in his eighties, early eighties. Wow. Yeah. And Mark, He's still at it. And Mark is probably in his, he might be in his 70s now. Yeah. So, yeah. And they work with Stan Sakai, um, who's uh, uh, Usagi Ojimbo. Oh, yeah. He's the letterer and Tom Luth. Like, and these four guys have been working as a team for almost 40 years on this comic. Wow. Yeah, it's nutty, eh? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. They're still at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, th- those are some of my favorite comic memories mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's great well cool that's been fun yeah i enjoyed that um remember listeners we've got a free bonus podcast the mailbag chinwag if you have thoughts on comics memories of collecting from the 80s that you'd like to share with us um get in touch with us find us on patreon i we're on twitter i'm at darren folds robin is 8-bit show and tell um, we've got an email address if you find our webpage. Go to um, darrenfolds.com slash podcasts. There'll be a list of all the grown-up 80s stuff, contact information there. Find it on the Patreon page. Get in touch with us. Maybe we can uh, talk about your stuff on the next mailbag chinwag. Yeah. You can also, for any donation, any monthly donation, you can get access to our exclusive patron-only podcast. And we would like to thank our patrons right now for their support. Yes. So, big thanks to our supporters, Rob and Ian and Chris and MV and new supporter, Michael. Yeah, thanks. Welcome, Michael. What else do we have to say? I think that's about it. That's about it. Well, thanks for listening, Robin. We'll talk again soon. So, wait, no, I don't, that's not what I say. Listen. Yeah, yeah, listen, listen up, Robin. <laughs> this is what I'm supposed to say. I'm supposed to say, for Robin Harbin, I'm Darren Folds. Good night. Good night. I see me. I see. I see you too. We're both here. It's a happy family. No, it's not. (laughs) What, me and you? Sure. Okay. We're a happy family. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Are you... Are you, which which of the two words are you protesting? They're both family. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we're happy. Yeah, we're happy. <laughs> <laughs>